0: She's Inspirational, and this is the She's Inspirational podcast. I'm your host, Julia Strelow. Today, we are chatting with Chevy Chisholm. Chevy is a relationship manager, emotional educator, and business transformation consultant. With a passion for personal development and expertise spanning social psychology to leadership coaching, Chevy is on a mission to alleviate the emotional distress from trauma, paving the way for transformational shifts in perspective. Central to her teachings is the understanding of human emotions, the mind, and the connection to one's true self as the foundation for achieving new heights of success. She has just launched a course on Udemy, Master Your Life Through the Power of Emotions, which I have just completed, which is why I'm so excited to welcome Chevy onto the show. Hi, Julie, hi
1: everyone. I'm super excited to be here. And I love the opportunity to share a piece of my heart with you all.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And now, Chevy could you please share me a little bit about your journey and what led you to wear so many diverse hats? I mean, relationship manager, emotional educator, and business transformation consultant. That's quite a few hats.
1: Yes, thank you. Look, they are not just labels. They actually represent my passions and what I live and breathe. I'm also a mum, a grandma. I'm a business owner, obviously. And at my core, I'm just the girl next door and I'm really on a mission to find true success, the type of success that goes beyond the surface and the edited life that, you know, you often see people post in social media. Like many of you, you know, learning how to play this game called life, sometimes celebrating great moments and at other times having to dig deep within to find the answer when, you know, things crumble a bit. At our core... We all crave love and connection, you know, and understanding that dynamic of the relationships, of the emotions and of the mindset is the path to having that love and connection realized in our life. You know, I remember when I, the moment I found myself longing for more and you know what I was longing for? I was just wanting the courage to be unapologetically me to find happiness in letting go of what no longer serves me and to love unconditionally. And, you know, that need for inner peace and laughter is, is the same one that we all have, I think. You know, that need of feeling complete. Have you, Julia, have you ever um, heard of Joseph Campbell's Hero Journey?
0: I have. I've actually read that book. I loved that book.
1: So my journey is being a bit like that by going through heartaches and triumphs, you know, the transformative nature of the path is what teaches us and what is actually teaching us is to love, embrace our imperfections to be less judgmental and more compassionate and and to actually trust in the
0: process of life. With The Hero's Journey, just for our listeners who don't know, so you feel like your life has taken the story arc, you experienced the call to adventure, and then you went out into the world and perhaps overcame some trials and tribulations until you found yourself in the abyss. And then I assume after that that is what led you on this journey to really give back and help other people overcome those same trials and tribulations am I right
1: or? Yeah yes that's correct yeah because that's what I was just trying to say that you know we're all in the same in the same story really and the path for that transformation you you are guided through that path and that path is about questioning you know and when we question you know, this is important because then that's where we, our mindset transforms, and that's when we can come back home, like in the hero's journey, and to our true self. Because there is a relationship between everything in the universe, and every time we consciously move a lever in one direction behind the scenes where life actually originates, it's like a chain of events begin to take place, and that in time and in space, will show up as our reality. Our thoughts are those levers that, to a degree, conti- contribute to, to life showing up in the way that we create it. So part of the hero's journey for me was working through my demons of shame, and and I realized that my longing for authenticity resonates with all of us.
0: Where did you grow up, Chevy?
1: I grew up in Argentina, in a very... Convoluted environment, politically, financially, and in terms of society. Difficult place to live, beautiful place to visit, but very difficult place to live. Very dominated by some specific religious context. And when I moved to New Zealand 30 years ago, part of my moving here was was that self-discovery journey that I went in.
0: And did you move over here by yourself or with your family? I moved here
1: with my husband at the time and my two boys, they were about four and five or something like that at the time.
0: You mentioned earlier that you, one of the things that you are here for is when people's lives crumble So what was the defining moment in your life that made you realise the importance of addressing emotional distress caused by trauma?
1: Have you ever had the feeling that your life is going in circles or like, you know, the movie Groundhog Day, living life like that is is a, a consequence of a, a lack of emotional development. It's a consequence of being emotionally stuck or stunned, you know, like a possum on the road when facing bright lights at night. You mentioned the word trauma, and trauma comes from a Greek word that means wound. In essence, trauma means an unhealed wound that is being suppressed and covered and is festering away trauma actually chews away your ability to think clearly and freezes your emotional maturity that creates a life of pain and suffering and difficulty so you know why it's so important to speak about trauma to release it is because it drives you it runs your life because you're running your life with interpretations about something that happened. Have you ever heard of Gabor Maté? So Gabor Maté is a physician very famous in the trauma circuit. He specializes in trauma and addictions. He says that our bodies are expressing what our minds are repressing and that chronic stress, addictions, depression, self-harm, even simple things like procrastination and anxiety or making poor choices are all consequences of unresolved trauma. My defining moment was when I realized that I hit rock bottom and that no matter how much I tried to do things differently, I couldn't achieve a real sustainable change in my life. And and I just couldn't hold the pain inside me anymore. The power of rock bottom lies in in the fact that it pushes us to really dig deep and find the answers.
0: So if any of our listeners have have found themselves or, or are in a similar place to you at that rock bottom because as you said you know trauma embeds itself in the survivors long after the participating events have concluded yeah and this can disrupt core beliefs and erode self esteem and sense of safety so if, if any of our listeners feel like they might be in the, in that position what would be some steps that you would recommend to start the healing process
1: Life will guide you the same way that it guided me. As you walk through this path, you start trusting more. And the first thing that anyone needs to do is to acknowledge, "Hey, I need help. I, I'm I'm in rock bottom. I I just don't want to have this pain within me anymore." Depending on your circumstances, depending on your cultural background, depending on your religious background, they are. Avenues for studying that path. If it's of any help, I think that emotional education is the number one tool to start understanding what emotions are and releasing the the shame around how we feel the way and why we feel the way that we feel. That connecting with our true self. And that connection with our true self is the connection that is missing, is what keeps us in pain because we can't find solace. And the only place that we can find solace is within ourselves. We don't find it outside. doesn't matter how many trips you do around the world or how many experiences you have or how how many people you have around you like I did. I had a loving husband. I had beautiful, loving kids. I had a a reasonably successful business life and I was spinning out of control because I had lost my inner sense of self. People avoid doing emotional work, unfortunately, because it's painful.
0: Mm, exactly. Um. How do you guide individuals to a place where they can get to that space to confront their past, uh, what techniques would you use to facilitate that shift in perspective to create readiness?
1: That's what the function of a coach is, is to help you find yourself. And, And why is that relevant? Because, you know, you are not your beliefs. You have beliefs. You are not your point of view. Today you have one, tomorrow you change it, but you're still you. So it is this you, what is called thyself, the one that is powerful, successful, wealthy, healthy, and unstoppable already. So every time that you question your own assumptions, you're taking responsibility for your life, and you're thinking for yourself, and you're developing a mindset of transformation. The quality of the questions that you ask is reflected in your results. The tools that I use are, the, are tools of inquiry. So when people work with me, they learn how to take responsibility and how to make choices and align themselves with their value. And those things come not by just believing things they come from questioning what you believe and understanding the impact of those beliefs in your life.
0: Yeah, that's very true. Responsibility plays a huge part in the healing journey. If people aren't ready to take responsibility for change, then it, there's it's not going to happen. <laughs>
1: no, correct. Because you know what, most people are resigned without knowing. They don't know they are resigned. Resignation shows up as why bother? I can't do anything about this or it's not my problem or you know, that's the way that things are around here. It's important to notice because resigned people are victims of their own thinking, the same way that I was a victim of my thinking. And you know what's worse? That when people are resigned at work, they don't produce results. They're just there to justify their existence. It's that gunky and yucky environment that produces the resignation you know, it's a tough kick. Someone said, you know, the road is stretch and narrow and few are those who can enter. You know, thinking for yourself requires transcending yourself. I consider this conversation a very powerful conversation, because if you can get it right, it totally transforms your life. And why is that important for me? Because people's well-being is at stake. That's why I'm passionate about helping others. Someone once made a significant difference in my life, and it totally transformed me. I remember a mother, a young mother that I worked with. She said to me, sometimes the smallest things you said have made the biggest difference in my life. And one of those things, it sounds quite superficial in the surface, but actually it ran very deep underneath for her. And she said she wanted to buy a $700 top. And she said to me, but a single mother like she was shouldn't be doing that. And I said, why not? You know, what makes the single mother mean that you cannot have an expensive top? You know, do you have the money? And she said, yeah, I can afford it. And I said, so what does that got to do with being a single mother? So she actually reflected back. And she said, in my head, I had it that I should be a certain way. And I look a certain way and spend my money a certain way because I, I was a single mother. And then she told me that it wasn't just about a top because she then realized that everything that she was doing in her life at that time was revolving about being a single single mother and how she should be. And you know what happened? I I said, so so what did you do after that? And she said, yeah, well, I bought the damn top (laughs) with no regrets. And then she said, I had the courage to change my life and I moved my children out of an unsafe relationship where she was with an abusive father and a, and a gang member. And she moved her children into a loving environment. And she started her own life, even though she was a single mother, and she made, she made significant changes in her life that before she couldn't.
0: Yeah, see, that's what's so crazy is that a lot of us are unaware that our thought patterns create our reality. And if she is thinking that she's only worthy of a certain level of living, that's what she's going to create. So having someone like a coach, like yourself, work people through these things can be really helpful because a lot of the time we can't actually see the negative thought patterns that we're having because we've become so conditioned to our reality, reinforcing those thought patterns. Through your work, you work with individuals, but you also provide personal development support for businesses, so how does that work in regards? What's the difference between coaching an individual and coaching a business? Let's start
1: with making the distinction that a business is an organization made up by people. This is important because when a person transforms their mindset and develop their emotional intelligence, they actually has the potential to change a business trajectory. And I say potentially because you know, depending on the level of influence of the person. In the organization is the level of influence you know that that person can have. One person committed and taking the stand for shifting the conversation starts creating a tipping point. So in answering to your question, the the work that I do in a business environment or trying to think in the background, how to resolve some business problems that, that an organization might have. But at the end of the day, what we need to work on is in people's mindset. So it's interesting because when we are doing business seminars, we say to people, this is probably way more about you and your life than you... and and the position that you have in this company. We can't separate the person from the business.
0: As a seminar leader, what are some of the common themes or topics that you find resonate most with the attendees?
1: This is what I love about life, that it's constantly evolving. And life itself drives us to explore and expand. People come to seminars, read books, listen to podcasts, Follow gurus in search of something in particular, and that is happiness. We all look for it in the wrong places. We all look for happiness outside ourselves. We look for love and validation where it's not. We go to seminars looking for answers and a quick fix. Whatever you're looking for is not outside of you. There's been some research then that all around the world is the same. It turns out that the main qualities that people say they are looking for are to express love and belong, to have purpose and meaning in their life, and to cultivate positive relationships. And this is important because it talks about the fact that we have authority over our happiness. And this is what we do at the seminars and during the coaching. We actually teach people that you have the authority over your life. This is not just random. You know, the universe is not random. So when you understand the dynamic of how the universe works, those laws and principles, and you incorporate them into your own conscious awareness, into your thinking, you know, you become part of that harmony. It's like getting into into a river and just letting the the flow take you.
0: What difference do you find that happens in the company and the morale of the staff after attending your seminars
1: some people that they leave the company (laughs) some people that they stay when they didn't want to stay because you know what happens people gain clarity and, and during the seminar, and especially in a, in a business seminar, we don't want everybody to think the same. That's not, not feasible to start with, and and it's, and it's not advisable either. But what we need is people to understand that everybody has a function, everybody has a commitment, and if you are ready to make a commitment... And stop living your life from a victim perspective, taking responsibility for for your life. You, you, You form an environment. People after the seminars create an environment where the communication is clear, where the conflict reduces because they know how to handle it, where managers and employees understand they are both... 100% responsible for the same outcome. The culture of the company changes. The culture of the company is the sum total of all of the conversations of the people in the company between themselves, between clients, you know, in their own heads. When that shifts, the result shifts, because results are a feedback mechanism to show you what are you thinking. Results are related to action. But doesn't matter how much you try and change an action. If if you don't change how people think, the action will be someone sends, sends a memo saying you should do things like this. And people who receive the memo say like, huh, yeah, whatever. You can't run an organization like that.
0: It's crazy how much an environment improves when the people who don't want to be there leave. It's kind of like high school. When you get to year 10, I don't know what the equivalent is in New Zealand, but In year 10, the kids who don't want to be in high school all leave because they're allowed to leave, and then suddenly high school is this amazing environment where everyone's committed to learning and everyone's nice to each other. It's interesting that you'll go to these seminars and it encourages the people who don't want to be at the business to leave and then improves the business ecosystem because everybody is happy.
1: Yeah, because, you know, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, isn't it? For example, it's quite a topic these days is how to find a companion, finding the, the elusive one. Well, you know what? A companion is about companionship. Do you want a companion? Be one. Find yourself being a companion to life. Celebrate life in all its forms. Honor it as it is. Wherever you think there's something wrong in life, it requires your investigation. There's nothing wrong with life. What's wrong is your interpretation of life. So the whole dynamic of transformation is based on Questioning your interpretation. People love their beliefs; they hang on to them. Like we gotta have flexibility, otherwise, you know, we end up in situations, unfortunately, where where we are at war, at war with each other, mentally, physically, as countries, as religions, and we can't have that.
0: With all the advice that you give to leaders and you give to individuals, we this podcast is designed for both females who have experienced trauma, um, but also female leaders. So what would be your one piece of advice for trauma survivors and how to move past that, and also for female, female leaders and how to get outstanding results? I know it's pretty difficult to drill it down into one key piece of advice, but... Give it a go.
1: One key piece of advice for, for trauma survivors, huh? let go of being a victim. And and there's a process for that. You need to understand, first of all, how being a victim is impacting your life. And second, you've got to understand why it might be a good idea.
0: I know. I think that's a great piece of advice because it's something, it's kind of like a tough a tough word that people may be afraid to tell to people who are struggling, but being a victim actually gets you nowhere, unfortunately, even though when we've been through those horrific situations, it's nice to feel sorry for ourselves for a little bit, but it won't propel us forward. And in the end, it's only us that are losing out.
1: Every time you get deeply hurt by something, it's because your trauma has been triggered. And then you get tormented all over again like the first day and time alone cannot get rid of trauma it takes willpower and dedication to heal from that traumatic experience
0: a hundred percent so what about our female leaders who are listening what would be your one piece of advice to harnessing their inner power to achieve outstanding results in life
1: can you afford the arrogance to think That there's nothing in your life that you don't know, the knowing of which will transform the quality of your life.
0: Another hard truth there. (laughs) And the hard truth
1: is that I was arrogant. And when I started inquiring to what is it that I don't know about this, about myself? What is it I don't know about myself? What is it that I don't know about being a business leader? What is it that I don't know about releasing my trauma that is going to completely shift the trajectory of my business when I do? So it's a very tough question again. The testimonials that I have about my work is that I go straight to the point with empathy and with compassion because you know what? I've been there and, and not only I've been there, I'm still there at times now. I need to coach myself. I need to put my hand up and get coaching. This is a tough gig and the more comfortable we feel within ourselves, the less we grow and transform.
0: And if you don't ask the tough questions, then it's harder to get results. You can't get results beating around the bush, right? So you may as well just dive straight in there. You mentioned that you do personal development work on yourself, which kind of leads into my next question. With all of this time you spend giving back and coaching people, how do you drive your passion and keep yourself motivated and inspired?
1: Every time the penny drops for someone out of a conversation with me, the sun shines through my heart. That's what drives my passion. It's just knowing that someone's trajectory is shifting out of a a conversation that we had. And it's being open to new discoveries. That what keeps me in constant mode of inspiration because defending myself or, you know, being ready to attack, being preoccupied about avoiding people like I used to. I was just concerned about my failures and, and being wrong instead of just feeling good about myself. That's rigid thinking. And that rigid thinking... When you understand that it's fueled by guilt and shame, and then you start working through that, you release yourself from from these shackles from the past.
0: You sound like you're a very educated woman. So how much time do you spend a week working on your own education and growth?
1: Every day, two or three hours on my personal development.
0: I can tell just from having this conversation with you that you absolutely know your niche uh, inside out. It's been so great having you, Chevy. But before you go, I'd really love to know if this talk has resonated with any of our listeners and they're thinking "I um, they would like to do a little bit more work on themselves and dive into their personal development journey. Where would you suggest would be a great spot to begin?
1: We know the internet is packed with the with offerings and the right offering for you is the one that you decide to click on (laughs) you know as they say follow your nose and you'll be right start observing start questioning and life will guide you what my work offers is a transformation process that takes place inside you first and then shows up outside of you it will renew you. You will be in your world with new eyes and new possibilities. And, you know, if you if you look to work for me, it means that you already know that you are not getting what you want from life. So, yeah, I invite you to check out the options that I offer. You can always send me an email uh, or ask for a chat. I have a fantastic emotional awareness course online, it's, which is the one that I, you, you did, Julia, that is uh, delivered in easy-to-follow self-paced videos. And will help you raise your awareness and connect with your authentic self. And also, you know, like I said, take people individual coaching sessions, do public seminars, you know, business ones. So, yeah, if, you, if your journey brings you to my words, I'm here for you.
0: We will link a URL below in the podcast if anyone wants to check out Chevy's online course. Thank you so much for coming and chatting with me today, Shabi. It's so, so important the work that you do. I know as someone who has had to to do all of that work. And I'm still not there yet. But people like yourself and other coaches and healing facilitators that I've had through my journey, I can I can attest to the fact that they make such a difference. And I enjoy what that I've I've had coaches give me those tough words before. So <laughs> yeah i know how important they are
1: yeah they are very important yeah so what i will say to everyone wherever it is that you, you are at you know learn about emotions you know learning about emotions and how to process them and the impact that they have in your thinking is fundamental because emotions are not going to go away you know so trust the process and know that the more you learn the, the better life gets